0: at www.mapministry.org Today's podcast is part 2 of 3 entitled A Serial Killer Surrenders to Christ by Marjorie Mayfield.
1: Anyway, um, he decided Kerrville was a good idea and I found out later there really were a roadblock on every exit out of San Antonio and I'm sure at one time there was one going up to Kerrville, but they never encountered us, and we never encountered them. Uh, shortly after after we decided to, or the Spirit of God really decided, that we were going to go to Kerrville, and we were obedient to the Spirit of God, he wanted me to go into the 7-Eleven and get him a paper and some beer and cigarettes. And I said, well, I will do it on one condition, that you don't make me read what you've done, because I don't want to hear what you've done. I don't care about what you've done. There is nothing that is so bad that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse it and forgive it. There is nothing in no one that is that bad. And he was one of the worst. So he said, I won't make you read anything. So I went in and got him the paper, and, of course, he, he was headlines. And by this time it was dark. And we went and gassed up my Suburban, and right after that he said, I'll be needing some money once I get there. And so we drove through, my bank was right there, and we drove through. And I said, well, how much would you like, Stephen? And he said, whatever you find it in your heart to give me is all right with me. <laughs> <laughs> so the Spirit of God put a sum of money on my heart and I I gave it to him and he started crying. And he hugged me and said, you, you're just the most wonderful person I've ever met in my life. And he said, you know, he said, this love I feel is not sexual, it's nothing like that. It's a it's something I have never experienced before, I've never felt this ever. And uh, well, from that point, we proceeded up the road to Kerrville, and like I said, it was dark. Um, <clears throat> as we were going up the highway, I had a tape, and I said, Would you like to listen to this? And he said, Yes, I would like to hear it. So we put the tape in, and he was. Uh, Really listening to it, really listening to the words, and I guess he listened for about 10 minutes, and he turned it off, and he said, I want to tell you something. I have this son that I haven't told you about, and I never want him to have to go through what I've gone through. And I said, well, you tell me something, Stephen. If this son of yours had committed the crimes that you've committed, do you think you would still love him? you think you could forgive him if he had done the things that you've done and he said you know I would die for my son and I said well I want to tell you something Jesus Christ died for you that's what he did for you and I said he loves you thousands of times more than you could possibly love that little son and he paid the penalty you're willing to pay that penalty for your son and Jesus paid it for you as sinners death Stephen is to go to hell for eternity He went to hell for you So you don't have to go to hell I said he was raised Incorruptible And when the incorruptible word of God Gets in you and you believe it You've got eternal life Stephen Well He said you know something You've been preaching to me all day And I finally understand what you're talking about And he pulled the car over To the side of the freeway And To me this next incident was just nothing short of it was just the power of God in manifestation he pulled over and his hands went straight up in the air and (laughs) while his hands were raised up he said Jesus I'm sorry for everything I've ever done please forgive me I want to go to heaven Um, I just was could not believe my eyes (laughs) It wasn't as if I was laying my hands and saying, please repeat after me these words. You know, I wasn't doing a thing. All I had done was, uh, to the best of my ability, been obedient to the Spirit of God, and he took over in Stephen's heart. Well, shortly after that, he looked at me. He was still sitting there. We, We sat there for about 15 minutes. Because after he did that, he began to cry, and he said, I want to tell you something, it's gone. And I said, what is, what's gone? And he said, that hate I've been telling you about all day, it's gone. And that resentment is gone. <laughs> <clears throat> As someone like this, who has lived on the con for 30 years, and been eluding the FBI for 10 years is not gonna say they feel it if they don't feel it, believe me he's not about to say something if it's not a reality to him and he said something just happened to me, I am not the same I don't feel the same it's like this cleanse, It's like I can't explain it and I said you've been born again Stephen, said, that's what happened to you you were born again and I said I'm gonna explain to you what born again means <laughs> and uh, I said, the first time when you were born of your earthly father, you had his seed in you, and that seed in the word of God is called corruptible seed, which means it's going to die. Your flesh is going to die, but when you receive Jesus as your Lord, all of a sudden God plants his seed in you, and that seed is in the word of God called incorruptible seed, and which means that... You will not die. You will not. Your your physical body will die, but your spirit will have eternal life. It's incorruptible. That's why it's called being born again. You were born once of the, of your earthly father. Now you're born again of your heavenly father. And uh, I said, you know, I feel like Ananias. I mean, and he, I said, this reminds me of Paul. And he says, who's Paul? <laughs> he really didn't know anything. Nothing did he know in the Word of God. And he said, do you mind if I just hug you and cry on your shoulder? I just want to cry. Just I just want to cry. And he did. He just sobbed. Well, he started the car up, and he was totally different after that. He really, he was smile. I had not seen him smile the entire day. His eyes were extremely peaceful, and he was not the same individual. He was a new creature in Christ, no doubt about it. And uh, he knew it, too. He said, I don't want to do this anymore and and then he stopped the car again and he held his gun up in the air and he said I want you to uh, open your purse up and he unloaded all the bullets into my purse and he said I don't ever want to do this again ever I'm through with this he said I want to tell people about Jesus Christ (laughs) and he really all the way up there he was praising Jesus on the road up to Kerrville, and when we approached Kerrville, of course, he said, you know, if there's not a bus here that can take me to Fort Worth, you're going to come with me. I said, there will be a bus, Stephen. I'm sure God has prepared a bus for you to get on to go. So I went into the bus station, and I said, do you have any buses that are going to Fort Worth anytime soon? And he said, well, of course we do. The next bus coming in is going to Austin, connecting to Fort Worth. <laughs> and, you know, it could have been going back to San Antonio, El Paso. It couldn't have been going anywhere, but it was going exactly where it was supposed to be going. Well, we had about uh, 45 minutes before it left, and we went and got a hamburger, McDonald's. By this time, we were friends, and we sat in that parking lot eating our hamburgers, and I told him that, I said... Stephen, you cannot use these weapons anymore. You can't use your guns or knives anymore because you have been fighting a spiritual demonic force and these little puny earthly weapons aren't going to cut the mustard in the realm of the spirit. I said, how do you think I'm sitting here with you today and we're laughing and we're friends? And I said, the scripture declares that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I said, I'm going to teach you how to become proficient in operating the weapons in the spirit realm. And I gave this book to him, and I said, I want you to take this. And when you get on that bus, I said, I want you to say the scripture out of your mouth, not to yourself. You said, out of your mouth so Satan can hear you, because he will come and tell you, that nothing happened to you. And I want you to assure him that you are a new creature in Christ because he will not obey anything unless it's the Spirit of God. He won't obey your little puny word, but he will obey the authority of the Word of God in the name of Jesus. He knows he was defeated, but he wants to see if you know it. <laughs> so he, he didn't want to leave. He, was, he said, I don't want to leave. I've never met anyone like you in my life. And I know that that God did put us together. And um, I said to him, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get home, but I can tell you I cannot lie for you. And from what I understand, he has never let any girl go. Um, But he said, I could never, you know, I'm just a different person now. And he got in the bus waving to me, smiling. (laughs) And, uh, of course, people ask me, why didn't you call the police right then? But, you know, I could have called the police at any time that whole day. There were many chances and opportunities I had to tip people off or make a phone call to the police. But when you're walking with the Spirit of God, you obey Him. Because if you don't, you might end up dead. I could have ended up dead, trying anything. Because my your reason will say, we'll call the police. But... The Lord can see the end before the beginning, and he knows exactly. He will order your steps. He says he will make the crooked places straight and go before you and fight for you. So uh, I just put my hand in his hand and trusted him totally. I drove up before the bus, and of course, as I told you, I didn't know that he was a big celebrity in the criminal world at all. I thought I was going to get home and say to my husband, you're not going to believe what happened to me today. (laughs) Well, he had seen the 10 o'clock news, and, of course, Stephen Moran was the first story on, and they said, we believe that he has remained true to his pattern. He's probably picked up a woman on the north side, and, well, my husband started to panic. And uh, our next-door neighbor is his partner, so he went over there and said, do you think I'm just crazy to believe my Margie could be with this guy? And uh, they said, no we don't You better call the police The partner's wife said, wait a minute She was going to buy you this hunting rifle in Austin Maybe she went up there You know, as a Christmas present Maybe she went up there to get it And had a flat tire on the way home And his partner said, well, I hate to tell you this But she's already gotten it Well, they'll, you know, just (laughs) think Well, he called the police And when I got home My house was just surrounded by police and, of course, he was standing out in the front of the house, and he was very fearful. But when he saw me drive up and I was smiling, his fear turned to mad. He was furious. He said, look at her. There's nothing wrong with her. She hadn't been with that guy. She's just fine. He was just furious. <laughs> I waved to him when I drove. <gasps> he yanked that car door open. Where have you been? And I said, you see all these bullets? Do you see the headlines of this paper? I've been with this guy all day long. And he he started, his knees buckled, and his partner picked him up. I was in better shape than he was and all the police. (laughs) The police, really, they were just buzzing around my car, getting fingerprints, and they just couldn't believe it. And I kept saying... you all don't understand this man has given his life to christ and they said get her a martini right now she's all shaken up (laughs) next thing i knew i was down at the police headquarters telling the story to the sergeant there and as i started to tell him the story he said now just wait a minute and he went out to my husband and said i'm a christian but Is your wife prone to fabricate? I mean, does she make tales up? This is the wildest tale I have ever heard. (laughs) He said, I would believe it if I were you. Well, I told him the majority of the story, but I could not tell him the part about Stephen being in Austin. He was in Austin waiting for the bus to go to Fort Worth. You know, I did not want to betray this person, and uh, I had... You know, a lot of things going on inside of me at the time. I thought, I just, I don't want, this person, I don't want to destroy Christ for them. If they find out I've just knifed them in the back immediately, you know, is he going to still stand on the word of God? You know, the parable of the sower, where the sower sows the word and it says Satan comes immediately to steal the word of God. And so I wanted to the best of my ability to be obedient to the spirit and intercede for him so he would be strong and be able to stand against that attack. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check
0: out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.